This episode of Back to the Point is brought to you by the Martin Luther King Prayer Service, which is taking place Friday, January 17, 2020, at BC High at 8 a.m. Uh, and this year we, we have a kind of a special guest. He's a minister, activist, and scholar, Mr. Niall Fort. Uh, and, th- and that's taking place in McNeese Pavilion. I should be a little clearer. There's, at 8 a.m., there's a coffee reception hosted by uh, the CASA Parent Group and BLSU students in Cadigan Hall. And then at 9 a.m., that's when things get rolling in McNeese with, uh, with Mr. Niall Fort. So I remember when I was at BC High, I went to, I think, at least a couple of these. And uh, it's a great event. It's a, it's a, it's a very nice event. So uh, if you, uh, you want to join, register on the website. Um, and th- yeah, as I said, that's happening on Friday, January 17th at 8 a.m. for the coffee reception, 9 a.m. for the service. We're also brought to you by the Winter Sip and Support, which is coming up. Um, It's hosted by Brett Kelly from the class of 93 and Mike Vaughn from the class of 87, who's also a parent from uh, the class of 2018 and class of 2022. Um, And this is a night for alumni to uh, join members of BC High's Alumni Advisory Council at Brick and Beam in Quincy um, and to hang out, to get to talk to them a little bit. Uh, and this is taking place Thursday, January 30th, 2020, from 6 to 8, as I said, Brick and Beam in Quincy. All right, that's the housekeeping. Uh, on to the pod. So this week we had uh, three brothers join me. Um, and I think this is the first time... We obviously had the, the Sears brothers join me, and there were two of them, but I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've had three people, three guests on the pod at once, and uh, yeah, it definitely is. It's definitely the first time that that's happened. Um, it was a great conversation. We talked a lot about their uh, their time at BC High. We talked a lot about their dad, who um, who, is, who has unfortunately passed away, but who really... Uh, left them quite a legacy in a, in a lot of ways. And I think that comes through in this pod. Um, I think it's very palpable. Uh, but we had a great conversation. I had a lot of fun talking to them. They're, they're great guys. Uh, Scott, Jake, and Joey Gosnell. Um, Scott is from the class of 2015. Jake and Joey are of the class of 2017. Talked about what they're doing, up, what they're doing now. Um, yeah, it was just a really good conversation. We touched on on a lot of um, we had fun, but we also touched on some some pretty um, uh, you know sentimental subjects, and I really appreciated how how candid they were, and um, you know how how willing they were be, they were uh, to be vulnerable and, and talk a lot about their dad and and kind of what, the way that that has kind of oriented them in approaching things, and and especially. Um, ALS, which which we get into a little bit. Uh, anyway, um, the Gosnell boys, classes of fifteen and seventeen. Let's roll. All right, guys. Uh, first of all, thank you for taking time out of your schedules, coming in and, and hanging out with me for a little bit. Um, so, uh, 
we have a set of twins here, and then we have an older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with you. Okay. Um, what, what what was it? You, you obviously came to BC High. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like when your brothers uh, started popping up in the hallways for you? Like, you know, was that weird? What was it like to have them kind of running around while you were here at BC High? Yeah, it was always always interesting to see them around, but we we would always it would be fun to sort of go commute to school together and it definitely yeah. made us closer but and wait, we, we and, probably, and sorry where yeah. are you guys from so we we grew up in hanson and we okay. moved to hanover during our time at bc high okay yeah okay so yeah what you guys what'd you do for commuting so at first we took the train uh-huh um, uh, we took the train from whitman when we were younger and then as i got my license i drove in which worked out well for them yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys are very low. well that was yeah. that's kind of what happened with with uh with my my brother, so my brother, I was 04, My brother was 07. Okay. And um, this was pre-train. Oh wow. Um, I think it was pre-train. I think the train came in October 2007. Mm-hmm. So my brother missed it completely. But I did take the bus my freshman year and my sophomore year. There was oh, a bus wow. from Situate. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> it was an interesting time on the bus. I heard I heard rumors of those times. Yeah yeah. I mean it was. A lot of a lot of things happen. Let's just well, the 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 story of the bus is a uh, another story for another time. Confidential. Yeah, it's 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 a non-podcast story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. We formed a lot of great relationships. But um, so we he uh, he got to ride in with me his entire freshman year. I'm like Doug, you have no idea what you're like getting out of. Like you don't have to ride the bus. Like yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. I'm sorry. I digress. I no, got right. Yeah, exactly. So, I, that's what I would say to them. Like, yeah. guys, I have no idea. You, what you, <laughs> you got, you got two, two less years of taking the train. Yeah. That's amazing. Thanks <laughs> to be um, So, so we'll stick with you just for a second. Like okay. what was it like to, you know, the decision to come to BC high? Yeah. Um, Talk us through a little bit about that. Yeah, so for me, I actually remember this pretty clearly. So my, my dad grew up in Hanover, but he didn't go to BC High. Mm-hmm. And I just remember I grew up in Hanson, and a couple of kids went to school there. And my dad also had um, some some people he worked with whose sons went there. And just sort of seeing how they interacted when I was a young kid in, in middle school and whatnot, just seeing how, how they really excelled in academics and sports and stuff I just like saw those kids and so I, I went to my dad and I'm like this really seems like a place that I might want to go to like, mm-hmm. do you think that's something we'd look into and he he really jumped at it he's like you know I've, I've all, like everyone I know went to BC High like people I work with they're all awesome like I think think we should go take a look at it mm-hmm. and as we looked at BC High and other schools my dad honestly I think fell in love with it more than we did mm. and he like it's a lot of values that he raised us up on like really aligned and so he was a pretty much like all right, we're we're gonna try to get you guys into BC High, and that's it. And so, if then from there, I was fortunate enough to get in, and then Jake and Joey soon after. But mm-hmm. yeah, so so it, so the the decision was driven. It sounds like well, the the I guess the impetus towards BC High was driven a lot by you. It sounds like yeah, yeah. Initially, Init- initially, yeah. And then your dad was like, let's yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then my dad was like, yeah, let's like let's go. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like I, I sort of brought it up to him like I, I don't know like what's this BC High all about? All these all these guys are pretty cool that we grew up with and went on to go there. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty 
pretty cool. Then. So once he went there, Jake and Joey, mm-hmm. uh, and you guys are twins. Yep. Just so there's for the for the listeners out there, there's three brothers sitting in front of me. We've got the older brother Scott in the middle, and we've got Jake and Joey on the sides. Mm-hmm. Jake and Joey, once Scott went to BC High, were you guys just like, yeah, we're going to, or what was it like a battle? Yeah. What was the what was the situation? So honestly, it was kind of like in I guess in our family in our minds, like no questions asked. Like Scott went there, he loves it, he's having a great time, um, great academically, great socially, and then just no questions asked. Kind of like, all right, we're gonna follow in his footsteps and explore and go to BC High as well. It was never really like um, a battle between choosing do we go here, or do you go there. It was just followed right in the footsteps. Yeah, and and, and you guys were cool with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, cause it it helps that he went there already for what, two years at that point, so we were able to see his friends, like, the great quality of friends that they were, the great yeah. character that they had, and so that was definitely something that appealed to us. Yeah. Uh, and also the professors. One thing I realized was that like, he would always come home and talk about his bonds with his professors, like Professor Giordano and, like, Ms. all Guiney. the... Miss Guyney, Mr. Chapman, all these different teachers, and I feel like that kind of really lacked at our old... Um, public high school yeah and so that was definitely something that also was very attracting to us because we could see that the teachers weren't only there to educate you but also to like build relationships with you yeah so that was that was a really cool idea that kind of at least inspired me a little bit more to yeah get into it did you did all three of you guys do eagle for a day or you all did yeah Yeah. okay so let's talk a little bit about that let's let's start yeah we did eagle for a day jake and i came in to uh, one of us was with scott both two different times um so you hosted them yeah yeah yeah, 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 (laughs) that's amazing because when i was in eighth grade they were in sixth grade yeah Yeah. which was cool because it was at the time where we were applying and then we got to go in and see um, kind of what the day-to-day looked like with the different classes, the different teachers, the different things that they learn. Um, I remember the lunch was actually much better compared to our public school at the time, <laughs> so that was pretty good. Um, but the commute was definitely long. Um, but yeah. one thing I did realize that on the train rides there, it's like a very energetic crowd. Like you're with your friends. It's like a cool experience to be going into the city for school yeah. rather than just going to um, your nearest local school five, ten minutes away. Uh, but it was cool that we would be able to take the train in and meet people from not only like your local town but all over, which is one thing that I think we really enjoyed about PCI, just being able to meet people from all over and then introduce those people to our local friends and um, yeah. and likewise. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. A little cross-pollination yeah, exactly. right there. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Very cool. I would say my first experience with Eagle for a day, like first time at PC High, I walk in with him and like people from five different directions are screaming, geese, geese, geese. Because <laughs> his nickname was Goose, Gosling ah, Goose. Yeah, yeah. Everyone called him Goose and we were the geese. Yeah, yeah. Like, according to his friends. Yeah, and then yeah. his professors would see us and be like, oh, the geese. Yeah. So that was our first experience. Yeah. Yeah. What is flock. going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. flock of geese. All right, yeah, funny. That's funny. Um, you know, you touched on something uh, that I think is interesting, like uh, this idea of the commute is like an extension of the school experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think that's right because <clears throat> excuse me I think like my commutes were different obviously because I was mm. coming from the South Shore and I touched on it in the beginning but like some of the people who I spent most of the time with uh, during our commutes are the people I'm closest with mm. right now in my life yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know I there's two friends in particular stick out in my mind uh, Nick Blake and and Ben Trachek, um as just two two people who 
I was close with before, but I feel like our commutes really like deepened our relationship. And also, what's interesting is when you're riding the train, uh, you're learning how to like navigate public transportation. Yeah, you know, it's just it's like a big thing. <laughs> you know, you, you can get on a, a T. You know, any 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 arm of the T now. Look at the map and know like, oh, this gets me here and this da da da. It's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, Scott. We'll start with you. Talk a little bit about your experience here at the school. Um, you know, just in general, what stands out? Yeah. So I think again, I think this is preached at BC High too. Is is you don't remember a lot of the classes you took or whatnot, but you remember the relationships that you made and. I think everything that you do at BC High, you develop great relationships, whether it is the commute to the train, whether it is you're in a classroom. And, like, I pretty cool. I actually, like, I'm still close with my teachers. Like, I, me and my, my friend Andrew, we went out to um, went out to dinner with Mr. Chapman and Miss Ganny, who taught us in middle school. Mm-hmm. And we just went out to went out to dinner, like, in the, in the summer. But I think, I think that stands out, whether it's on sports teams, anything like that. I think just the people you meet are very genuine and just you the relationships you form but like you talked about you're still great friends with all those people today yeah so well, um what, what were some of the things that you did outside of the classroom while you were here yeah so i was um so i my main my main thing i did here was football i was the i was fortunate to be captain my senior year which was awesome and played four years there i was also um on student government and also was in the mentor program so um senior mentor and i was a senior mentor yeah let's yeah. go yeah senior That's mentor great. yeah which is awesome i love that so what position did you play in football i played safety you played safety yeah okay yeah. So you're back there roaming around like yeah. Rodney Harrison. They, they tried to move into linebacker for a little bit, but it didn't work out no. too well. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, you like to be center field back there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. In, in cornerback, in corner. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah. All mm-hmm. right, cool. Um, and what about what about you guys, Jake and Joey? Like, what what stands out from your, your time here at BCI? Yeah, so I would say we started out freshman, sophomore year doing sports. I played football and rugby uh, for tears, and then I had a stop. Uh, but and then as a result of that stop, it kind of allowed us to see what would be a great fit for us um, yeah. academically or extracurricular wise. And so one thing that we were always passionate from a young age was business and, and networking. We always loved meeting people, learning about people in the business industry, what they have to offer, what they do, why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. And I would say that stems from my dad, who was an entrepreneur at a young age, and he we were constantly around business professions business professionals throughout our entire life yeah and we were always talking with people meeting people and at bc high you you know it's one of the best schools in boston and but one thing they hold on hold on on. it's the best the best best. 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 (laughs) but one thing that we saw they were lacking was kind of a business focus because if you look at all the alumni i mean majority of the alumni go into different business fields whether it be you know finance or real estate or entrepreneurship whatever um, but the only really business-focused club they had was the finance club, which wasn't hugely popular when we were here. And so we created the BCI Business Club during I um, junior year with the the major goal to bring in business professionals from around the Boston area, mm-hmm. predominantly BCI alumni, to bring them back to campus to kind of share their experience with students to give them a little bit more insight into uh, what they do, why they do what they do, in hopes of kind of teaching kids and giving them a little bit more insight on what they may want to do in the future. Yeah. Uh, but that was great because 
we were able to network with oh, so many PCI alumni, so many great guys who, yeah. you know, we reached out to over 30 alumni. Uh, we had over 30, 40 speakers in, and out of all of them, we only had one person say no. So that is speaks cool. a lot to. We won't of, say who said no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but or not no. It's just it didn't work out on the. <laughs> no, schedule. no, no. I'm just kidding. But yeah, yeah, it yeah. just it just goes <laughs> to show like how the BCI alumni is so supportive. Yeah, and um, we did have a great partner uh, in the business club, Tara Esfahanian. She yep. is absolutely amazing. She definitely helped us get the business club to where it is today. Um, and and without her here, I don't know if it would be as mm-hmm. successful. But she's truly been instrumental in the success of the business club and. She is that person who, you know, if you want somebody in uh, investment banking or real estate or yeah. uh, whatever whatever field, she has the connections and she does bring them in. Um, and we also did work closely with them. Um, and when we did have speakers come in, uh, alumni, uh, we did try and get them to uh, donate internships for the BC Hire program or just really as a way to get young alumni involved, which is obviously very important for, for the school and for future um for future efforts for the school donations etc yeah but it was a great opportunity yeah so uh you know who has been invited back and spoken to the business club yours truly yours oh, oh, oh yeah oh, very yeah. nice i think uh what was it last year joseph nice. karn maybe or jack gallagher uh jake allen oh, oh right. okay okay yeah, yeah yes. last year what did i did i go back last year was it was it last year i think it was last yeah. year Cool. Details are important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy your experience? <laughs> what? Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah, it was great. I think, um, you know, I don't know how many lawyers you guys get in there, but as a, a corporate and business lawyer, it was it's cool. It was, it was good to come back and, and I think share kind of mm-hmm. like, look, this is the legal side of the business world, mm-hmm. or at least what I've, what I've seen of the legal side of the business mm-hmm. world. Um, so you guys started the business club. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have your name on like a brick around here or something? I don't no. think so. We got we to get on that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe one yeah, we need to. Well, maybe club. one day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we hope to be able to come back and speak ourselves when we actually deserve it. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop it. Really, yeah. Well, you guys, so you guys are at Babson right now. You're, yeah. you're current juniors. Correct. And we were, just, we were just talking, for the listeners, we were just talking before this. My dad's a professor at Babson, and I think these guys are going to try and... Uh, Seek him out and take one of his classes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dad, when you listen to this, uh, go after these guys pretty hard. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, um, so, uh, in general, we'll start with you guys, uh, Jake and Joey, and then we'll, we'll go to Scott. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about how the, either the skills or any of the lessons you learned at BCI have figured into the way you, that you've approached uh, college. Definitely. Um, I think to start, like, when you come to BCI, they really... Um, value like hard work and effort and preparation Mm -hmm. um, and you know just doing the right thing Um, but going to BC High the teachers were definitely hard on you uh, and they expected you to be your best um, but they're also there to support you throughout your journey and I think that was definitely huge like going into college like we felt very 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 prepared um and we did succeed during our first few years and even now um i think because of what we learned sorry what we learned uh in bc high um it was definitely like a challenging school yeah. uh, more challenging than like uh the public schools but again like i do think it prepares you well and i think it does pay off um because we went well, a lot of our friends freshman year were struggling um to struggling to 
keep up with the demand, keep up with yeah. the work. A lot of people are doing it last minute, but BCI definitely taught us to don't not procrastinate, but actually to get ahead of it. And really, time management I think is very important that they teach you here. Yeah, um, which is important not only in school but in in, in everyday life. Well, yeah, and it's it's incredible because you go from being a senior in high school where your time is pretty structured. Like, there's a little bit more freedom here senior year, yeah. like yeah. with APs and in yeah. spring semester, you know, whatever. Um, but, like, your time is still pretty structured. Like, you have school, mm-hmm. you have class, maybe you have a job after school, blah, blah, blah. And then you go to college, and it's like, oh, it's... It's eleven thirty, and I'm done with class for the day. Like, yeah, yeah. I can go do these like or ten really fun things, or yeah, yeah. So, so. Um, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I would say, or just to your point, uh, BCI definitely taught us the importance of time management and like yeah. getting our work done, being ahead of the game, like Joey said. And speaking of that kind of um, transition between senior high school and college, you yeah. do see a lot of kids kind of fall off, like get poor grades, they party too hard, or don't work as much. And yeah. But I would say because we went to BC High, we were constantly ingrained with the idea that we have to succeed and that hard work and preparation will get help get us there. Yeah. Um, but I would say one of the biggest takeaways for me being at BC High kind of and the transition to college was BC High was always a place where we are constantly surrounded by others who wanted to succeed. Mm. And so it made, naturally, it made you want to succeed and be your best self. Like, all of our guy friends, they, you know, they're at the top schools now. They were always top academics, top in their sports teams, in, in everything they did. Yeah. And so just by being surrounded by people at PC High who are like-minded, it makes you want to succeed so much more and kind of, so that was actually interesting going from BCI to other to, to college because, you know, there you're introduced to a, a much larger, diverse group of people, all different walks of life. Yeah. And it is interesting to see, but I would say one thing that certainly stands out is, like, the character and the determination of BCI students, yeah. which helped us for sure in our first couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that uh, you talked about like the, this idea of it's 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 demanding, it's hard. So a lot of other guys who have come on the podcast say that that's one of the things that sticks out is like you you you, you have to <coughs> excuse me. Um, I think Phil Perry said it. You guys know who Phil Perry is, the guy uh, sideline reporter for the Pats. Yes, yeah, he's yeah, from yeah. he's from my class, so he was on the pod at okay. one point, okay. and he said, uh, I think he said like embrace the grind. Yeah. So like BCI like forces you to embrace the uh-huh. grind and the idea yeah. of like this hard work. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scott, what do you what do you have to say? So you 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 just wrapped up. Or you're wrapping up? I just graduated from Colby. You just graduated yeah, from Colby. Yeah, in May, yeah. Well, so f- first of all, before we get to anything else, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. everybody just say clap it up. There you go. All right. Made it, made it. Um, let's, let's raise our waters and our coffees. Yeah. Um, so uh, maybe you can touch on a little, kind of the same question that I just asked, which yeah. is like, how did how did the skills or the lessons or whatever, you yeah. know, the substance even that you learned at BC High figure into your experience at Colby? Yeah, so I think, again, embrace the grind, and I think that's even more so now as I'm starting my job. And you know what we should do job. just before we move? Hold on. Yeah. We need to get alumni shirts that ins- that say "Embrace the grind." Embrace the grind, yeah. 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 That would be yeah. sick. BCI yeah. alumni on the back, yeah. embrace the grind. Yeah. Oh man, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no. So I won't. I won't touch too much on that, but I, I think that relates a lot to like how I'm going through my everyday now at, at work. Yeah. But, but like transitioning to Colby, I think 
again, everything Jake and Joe and, and you touched on for sure. I think another thing, too, is at BC High, the motto meant for others is, is something that is, is tossed around a lot. But I, I think to me that that meant just trying to, like, how can you help? Like, how can you help others and not just have a selfish mindset? Yeah. Maybe just, like, changing your paradigm to see how, how can you help others. And I think in college where everyone's trying to figure themselves out, like, just trying to have that mindset can open you up to so many more people and, and meeting new people and figuring out ways to be involved in different ways at, at Colby where maybe if I had a different mindset, I wouldn't have been able to. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, th- I think that just, like, that mindset that BC High teaches you and sort of, like can help you get involved in different ways and whatnot. Yeah. Um, for sure. And then again, just just <clears throat> understanding how to work, how to time manage, because you go to college and you have class from 10, 10 to 12 or 10 to 1, and it's, it's a lot of people, like, like Jake and Joe are saying, can just sort of go yeah. off wherever. And, but VCI yeah. taught you. Take a nap. Yeah, take, take a, a nap. Take a five-hour yeah. nap. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I'll do, my homework. Yeah, I'll do my homework from 12 to 5, and then I'll nap. Or yeah, just like yeah, setting yeah. a schedule and sticking to it. But Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you said you're at work now. Yes. What are you doing now? So I'm working for a healthcare management consulting company called Artisan, mm-hmm. and uh, we work with a lot of the top top ten pharma companies um, to anyone to a biotech company that doesn't even have a drug on the market yet. So it, and I think the main reason that drove me to healthcare was what we've done with ALS One, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's been a great experience, and I actually drive by BC High every day as I go. So yeah, a little inspiration. Yeah, a little inspiration. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little wave. I'm like, oh, the good yeah. old days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think I think from that sense, BC High taught me that it's okay to leave leave at six, drive for an hour, and then come home at seven or eight, and then maybe do more work from eight to eleven, and that's yeah. okay. And that's sometimes you have to do that. But yeah. In the end, it, it pays mm-hmm. off. But, I hear you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you, you did touch on this. I was hoping you guys uh, could talk a little bit about your involvement with ALS1, um, you know, how you got involved and what you're doing. I, I know that you do a lot with the, that organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, any, any, any of you can kind of lead off. But, um, do you want me to start? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so essentially ALS1, Jake and Joe can just chime in as we go, but essentially ALS1 was started by my dad. Uh, when he got diagnosed with ALS and pretty much how it happened was he one day he sat us down at the dinner table and it was kind of obvious he he lost um, he lost motion in his leg um, throughout my senior year at BC High so sort of right around I'd say November December Mm -hmm. is when he started to have a little limp and it it was pretty obvious to us and then as he like I think he officially got diagnosed in March but he didn't want to tell us until after I graduated from BC High so he wanted to make sure that that was as good as it could be which was pretty selfless on his part Uh, yeah yeah yeah. and so and then one day he sat us down I think it was in July he sat us down and just told us that he has ALS and the first thing he said was you know I have it and that's that and but we're gonna do something with it and we're gonna we're, we're not gonna I'm not gonna just sit back and and pass away we're gonna I'm really gonna try to make a difference and from that point on it's kind of set the motion for ALS one and he he spent a lot of time researching how we can make a difference and and so essentially he met with so many different nonprofits doctors and all of these people and he he pretty much realized that they're all working on a lot of similar things. These doctors are, are focusing 
a lot of similar research that maybe maybe their research time can be cut down if they all work together. So mm -hmm. he wanted to come up with a plan where he can bring doctors, caregivers, um, nonprofits all, all together and essentially that was his idea. Mm. The hard part was getting everyone in the room. And he was able to, in a short period of time, so he got diagnosed in, or mm, in March, right. yeah, in May, May. And um, essentially from there, he got a team of doctors, Maricicovich, Bob Brown, Steve um, and Steve Perrin from ALS TDI, and um, Merritt's from um, MGH. MGH. And Bob Harvard. Brown's, Bob Brown's, yeah, MGH and Harvard, and Bob Brown's from UMass Medical. And then we also have Ron Hoffman, who runs Compassionate Care ALS. Mm -hmm. And so essentially, he was able to bring all these doctors together to come on and join as a team and say they're going to work together to help um, help find a treatment or cure for ALS. And yeah. Jake and Joe, please add mm -hmm. into the yeah. So that was so that was happening during our sophomore and then sophomore year when he first found out, and then junior year. That was definitely one of the hardest years of our lives, figuring out college, doing all SAT, ACT stuff. In junior year at BC High is one of the most academically challenging Absolutely. of all of them. Um, simultaneously, we had to you know, go home and put our dad to bed and feed him and um, help move his muscles and you know, move his wheelchair all around the house because he lost function at that point of all of his limbs. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what ALS is, it's a neurodegenerative disease where you slowly lose the ability to move all of your muscles limb by limb. Mm -hmm. um, but so far to date, we started ALS-1, as Scott said, July. Or, or no, it officially launched, oh, officially in, February, launched. in February 26. Yeah, so it'll be four years ago, yeah. 2020. But so far, yeah. we're, we're proud to announce that we've raised over $13 million. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, so that comes with the Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so in four years we've raised thirteen million, yeah. which is like extraordinary. That has to be like a record. Uh, it's it's it's, it's very up, it's, it's very it's very hard to do in the ALS community because there's a and lot of organizations exactly. that already exist. There is a lot yeah. of organizations, and it, it's thankfully to the the work that Pete Frades has done and, and so many others like yeah. it's become more well known, right. which I think gave us more of a platform to be able to raise that much money so mm -hmm. quickly. Where a lot of these nonprofits have been in it for twenty years and have raised the amount that we have so yeah. I think what makes it special is that our dad like during you know ALS has an average life expectancy of two to five years his yeah. however was um, the fastest progression mm -hmm. um, yeah. gene so he had a lot less time than most people but when he yeah. got diagnosed and he went to the doctors and he got that diagnosis he said okay like so what do I do now um, and basically that's when he found out that there was no treatment there's no cure um, and he decided to dedicate his remaining 15 months to building uh, an organization that would that he know would not help him, but it would help the next family. And, oh. yeah. and I think yeah. like it was one that's built on care and selflessness for those people who don't have the ability to fight for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, which makes it very special. I think. Yeah, and I, I think I think a, a cool part too in terms of the fundraising is like in terms of like my dad's vision yeah. is. So he was recently in a book called Boston Game Changers with with um, President with Grace as well. Uh -huh. um, by Bill Brett. Yeah, by Bill Brett. Okay. But and this was like right before he passed, and um, at that point we had only raised about seven hundred thousand um, dollars, and I think it's cool to see that in such a short time he put together a framework in place to carry out like that amount of fundraising yeah. like yeah. after he passed like yeah. he left a legacy that was able to carry on like beyond 
what he was here for. And we are seeing a lot of promising um, trials being done, a lot of good research that are that's being done by our research partners. Um, and I think we're definitely very, very close to uh, a treatment um, for not only for ALS, but if there's a treatment in ALS, it'll also reach over to MS and um, all these other different uh, diseases. Um, yeah. No, go, go ahead. I, I would say, um, kind of as I mentioned before, during that time, it was obviously extremely hard, but yeah. it was always nice kind of coming into BC High to like the community and support. Yeah. Uh, and just one brief example, uh, our junior and senior of high school, we started this uh, fundraiser, the AOS One Flag Football Tournament, which was um, BC High and NDA. So we had probably, what, 20, 30 teams together over at, in, in Hanover, and we raised money for ALS playing flag football. And kind of, we had over 250 kids there from both BCI and, and NDA, and it just shows how willing they are to support you, you know, when you need them. Absolutely. And, you know, everyday teachers and staff and, and students were constantly, you know, checking in and, you know, if there's anything I can do, let me know. Yeah. Uh, we, we did a mic box here for AOS One, and we set a record of over five dollars $6,000. Again, just showing the testament to, you know, the community aspect of BC High, which was, you know, always good, especially in such a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you are you guys essentially running the organization? So, um, yeah, so no. So uh, essentially who's running it is Jen DiMartino, who was my dad's good friend in college. Got it. And mm-hmm. so, again, like my dad really wanted to surround ALS only people that he was close with. Yeah. And I think that has played a huge part in it continuing to grow. Jen, Jen is sort of the main person that drives all the events and the organization around everything. Yeah. And we also have a board who, um, and the chairman of the board is um, a guy named Mark Sullivan, who was my dad's, who played football with my dad in college as well. So we sort of wanted to surround it with people who um, who would understand where he was coming from and what, what his goals were. And, and, and our family is just as involved as it was from day one. And, yeah. and, that, and that really involves like an array of different things, um, whether that's behind the scenes, like going to the board meetings, which I've done a couple times, and trying to figure out the best ways to raise money, or whether that's public speaking at events, which yeah. we've been fortunate enough to have the experience mm-hmm. to do a lot, like speaking in front of thousands of people sometimes and telling my dad's story. Um, and so we, we've done a lot of different things and we continue to remain involved. Yeah. Um, well, your dad sounds like a pretty, sounds like he was a pretty incredible, pretty incredible guy. And even though he didn't BC, go to BC High, it sounds like he definitely had that uh, man for others spirit in setting up this organization, mm-hmm. yeah, thinking sure. beyond himself. I mean, that's what a selfless act. Insane, but it, it was such a great lesson and gift to learn. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. Well, um, I think I think that's a good place. To end, I will definitely be donating to ALS One today. Awesome. Thank you. I mean, Thank absolutely. You. No. ALS One dot org. ALS One dot org. There's yeah, the quick plug. plug. Quick yeah, plug. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I need the plug. <laughs> Are there any events coming up? Yeah. Organization. So we, in uh, on, in January, we, January twenty fifth, we have uh, one of our annual and largest events, the Snowball. Um, every year it's been held at Granite Links, but we're moving to Lombardos because we. Um, exceeded the occupancy last year oh, so we're okay. expecting over 650 guests at this event yeah um and it's going to be a great time come for some cocktails meet and greet networking and learn a little bit more about aos one and and how we support uh the community and the doctors january 25th you said january 25th. At lombardo's als dot als1.org correct yes okay well um you guys 
thank you for coming in today and thank you for sharing so candidly about your dad and your experience. It means a lot. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, you guys are awesome. Awesome. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you yeah, very thanks much. for having us. All right. Appreciate it. And that does it, folks. Thank you very much to Jake, Joey, Scott, Gosnell um, for coming on, for taking time out and coming on. It was, as I, as I mentioned in the intro, it was a great conversation. And I really appreciated um, how candid they were. And, uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for coming on. Um, appreciate it. I also wanted to thank uh, Michael Bryan for helping to set this up and also for every time I come into BC High to record these pods early in the morning, having a, a breakfast sandwich waiting for me, that's much appreciated, and a coffee, most importantly a coffee. Uh, thank you very much, Mike, and thanks for uh, setting this up and making this all possible. Uh, thank you also to the fairy pod mother, Kristen Brophy, for... Uh, just being a, a wizard and doing incredible things with this podcast and editing and um, making it all happen on the digital side. Really appreciate that. Thank you to everybody at BC High who uh, contributes every week um, to this podcast. And most of all, thank you to all of you for continuing to listen and um, send your feedback. I've always said, I said that. I try and always remember to say that, but I, I forget sometimes. But Send your feedback if you can, but but regardless, thank you for listening, um, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.